I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week. You know, Madrid, episode 65 with Strapped and Podcast. I'm your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And just before we kick off proceedings, let me give my usual. Make sure you check us out on the Instagram and Twitter. We've got a bio in the links of both of those platforms there. That's Strap Season Pod or Strap Season Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And that takes you to a link in our bio, which has all of our lim- links. We're available on all good streaming platforms. Wherever you get your audio for your, for, you know, for your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And also we get the visuals up and running on YouTube every Thursday as well. So make sure you check us out on all of those things there. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. All that, but yeah, all man, all that, man. We love all of that. Um, bro, this episode here, we got a lot to unpack, man. <laughs> a lot to unpack. There's a lot to get through in this episode. A lot's happened in the past week. We've got fights to discuss, previews to look at, news to discuss. Let's get into it, man. Um, as always, uh, we like to start here at home in terms of what goes down over here on these shores. Mm. Um, on Saturday, there was a boxer card on Sky Sports, um, headlined by Jose Burton versus Dan Aziz. Um, we had Paul headline. Okay, we had Paul was the headline. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, he was against um, Nigerian brother. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> You were doing that. That's the one. Yeah. Um, they yeah, were man. Uh, <laughs> of course they was. Of course <laughs> they was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know he's Duradola's uh, the. Uh, pretty sure he's like the African champ, wasn't he? Um, but it was. I think it was for the cruiser, the silver title, right? I'm not sure. I remember. I think it actually was for, for okay, that. Yeah. Well, you don't want to mind the belts, WBC, yeah. I think, or something like that. Um, but yeah, from what, I mean, Rackford did the business, right? He knocked his guy out. Um, quite an impressive win, would you say, for, for Rackford? Were you happy with his performance? Yeah, he looked good. He looked better than his last performance. I think he had one out like last month. Um, looked a bit, yeah, um, had a bit of ring rust and shit that off. Came in this time, done the job, impressive. Drew mm. a dollar, didn't really offer much. I was pretty disappointed, to be honest, by his performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't he didn't throw enough. He kind of just wanted to survive. I think um, I would like to see him be have a bit of test for Reactor. But yeah, comfortable night for Reactor. Looked impressive. Good win. Good stoppage. Can be pleased. Yeah, I'm sure that Duradola was actually brought in to look like to offer him a stern test. Mm. That's a strong opponent, strong live opponent. But yeah, man, Reactor just is 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 so powerful, man. Um, Said it before with React Paul, man. We do like him. He's very raw. And there's, I guess, past fights where he's looked, you can see how raw he is. And he hasn't he hasn't really translated. Similar to how Lawrence was kind of a little bit. Um, they're both similar size, similar dimension, similar sort of power. Mm. Um, but React Paul, I guess, is starting to look better with each fight as he moves as he moves up the levels as well. Um, he still isn't ready um, to obviously challenge for war donors or whatever, but 
he's on the right path, I think. And, you know, who knows down the line, eventually, if Lawrence is still about in the cruiserweight division, I know they've got needle and whatnot. That's a fight I would love to see at some point in the future. Not right now, though. But he's doing his job in terms of he keeps winning and he keeps knocking his guys out. So, um, yeah, what more can you ask? Um, but, yeah, it was a good look for him. And he, he, he looked good in that one, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's whiz, let's uh, quickly discuss one of the one of the main under, well there's two I guess big undercard fights I don't think well, I know one of them was Dan Aziz versus Josea Burton um, that's you know that's back in the uh, light heavyweight division yep um, to me the best division domestically if you ask me yeah, um, st- super super stacked division domestically and Dan Aziz is, a, is another player. Um, See, we mentioned him a couple of times. We like him. Um, but obviously, when we talk about the domestic light heavies, I guess his name is kind of left off the list, but we can't keep ignoring him. Like he's, he's doing what he needs to be doing. And um, yeah, man, another um, impressive performance against Jose Abot, who's a good opponent. Tricky yeah. good opponent, actually, Jose. He's, he's been in with some good guys. Dimensions, why Jose Burton is a bit of a matchup problem because he's also really big, like 6'4", rangy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, how, how do you think Dan Aziz looked um, last night? Were you impressed um, with what he did? Super impressive. Um, mm. We've been following him for quite a while now, um, and he's on the traditional route, um, Southern area, English yeah. title, and now the Lonsdale belt, the <laughs> ever famed British title. Ever coveted, coveted Lonsdale belt. Well, it's a big thing. Like when you deep, how many? British title fights that we've had that have been bangers over the years. It's a good thing to have it in your in your little stash. Um, and he looks good. He looks good. I mean, we've seen the improvements over his fights. And I think Burton was the favourite in that fight, but I fancied that as he's, uh, he mauled him. He mauled him, roughed him up for round one, got stuck in. It was a, almost gave, pretty much gave Jose Burton a beating for, I think, the seven it's, rounds that went on. It's, his work rate was immense, wasn't it? Um, yeah. He outworked him. Um, and it, it, yeah, it paid in the end. The work rate paid. Yeah. And the question was, could he sustain that? Because even though he was catching Josea Burton and buzzing him, Josea Burton was showing height in there. He wasn't, he wasn't balling up and covering and, and folding and turning his back. He was still trying to respond, trying to fight back, even though he was mm. blooded up and whatnot and looked like he was getting roughed up. He made an interesting fight as well by... Coming, coming to fight and coming to defend his belt. But um, in the end, yeah, the relentlessness just got to him. And it was almost looking like, yeah, the towel should come in at some point now or the ref should stop it at some point. That's it. I started to feel sorry for my man. So, yeah, like you say, Dan Aziz's name has to be in the mix now when we look has at that domestic <laughs> division. And it's a great name for on his resume, Jose Burton, because I remember at one point, Jose Burton was, he was, it kind of like earmarked as a potential like, not world beater, but someone that could be obviously, like I said, you know, I mentioned how his dimensions are really like interesting for that division and whatnot. He's super tall and rangy. He was someone that I think at one point was looked to be kind of pushed as someone that could potentially make make waves. Hasn't really gone for him. I know he was in that um that I think golden contract tournament as well at one point as well. I know he had issues with Ed, with Eddie Hearn and promotional issues, etc. But yeah, man, for Dan Aziz to have that name on on his resume, that's a good scout to have. And um, yeah, man, he's, he's included now. I include him now, Dan Aziz, in, in that bracket. Obviously, there's still rankings in terms of who we think is the best and whatnot. Obviously, you get guys like Boatsy and Arthur, who 
and you know Callum Johnson in yard, obviously. But you know, we mentioned Craig Richards with these guys, and there's it's only fair to mention guys like obviously Shaq Peters as well, and Dan Aziz, man. It's, they're all I in the mix. Callum Smith. Uh, Oh, yeah, and Callum Smith, yes, exactly. It's, it's a stacked division domestically, man. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Dan Aziz up against some of these guys at some point in the near future. Um, yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely the best division domestically for me. Yeah. 100. But the, the snag is, these guys are all in, like, in their 30s. So they make- yeah, they're not young. Even Dan, Dan looks at me, he's not young. He's like 30, yeah. 31, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah man. Well, yeah. is the youngest, ain't he? And he's yeah. 28, so... Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we, we see, see more of them mixed it in. We know people like Craig Witches ain't ducking smoke. We know Dan is yeah. ain't ducking smoke. <laughs> yep. um, after in yards, we've got it on. Yeah. So yep. These guys aren't ducking each other. They're all happy to get in the ring. So I'm sure yeah. we'll see it. Yep. We, bro, we can only hope, man. Obviously, we know what the sport's like sometimes. But yeah, man, let's hope that, you know, sooner rather than later, these not get in the mix with each other. And yeah, man, we want to see at some point, obviously, all these guys. I mean, some have really challenged for world honors already, but we'll see most of them at least progress to that world stage and push for these title shots and whatnot. So yeah, man, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But congrats to Dan Aziz, man. It, it, remember, he gave us one of our early strap season moments. You know, that's that's the jab for you. <laughs> Do you remember? So yeah, um, yeah. yeah man. Uh, yeah, shout out to Dan, man. Big fan of him, man. And hopefully he keeps he keeps on pushing forward. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the Marku fight? Mm, no, not really. No, <laughs> not much to say. <laughs> nothing to say. Um, nothing to say on the Marku fight. He got, he got, he got a dub, but it was against the opponent. What he should have really like knocked out, to be honest. Like, well, I don't yeah, think the guy's been stopped before, but I didn't know the guy. So if he yeah. wanted to make a statement, um, he didn't with that. Um, probably even a close he, fight, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he only fought in. You know, but he's, he's up past like, his last fight was in September. All right. On the um, it was a split decision. Um, I can't remember what card it was, but yeah, man, he's yeah, it's a quick turnaround, and his last fight was a tough close one as well. Um, but yeah, more impressive to be done on Marcus' behalf, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool, done. Let's move on to because it was actually there was a card on Friday over in America. We didn't really preview it too tough. Um, last episode. But it's a guy that we've covered extensively, um, Demetrius Andrade. He defended his WBO uh, middleweight um, belt against uh, Irish challenger Jason Quigley. Um, I think previously, when we've said we've seen Andrade against these guys, we've expected him to make a statement, mm. and we said he needs to make a statement. Um, it's the same old story with Demetrius. That well, it has been up until up until um, I guess this fight, and since that. Demetrius has been due a big fight for ages. He can't, for some reason, he can't get a big fight. So he fights what's available to him. He doesn't dock anyone, Demetrius. But unfortunately, the fights against these guys who he, we know he's clearly better than, it's weird because he dominates the fight, but he doesn't get the guys out of there. Like these will be fights where he dropped these guys early, but he'll fail to knock them out or fail to stop them. And it doesn't really make a statement. And then people complain and say, oh, he's boring to watch or you're horrible to watch, et cetera. Um, but finally, Demetrius, I guess, gave us what we were asking for. He gave us a statement, I guess, against a guy who we knew he was going to beat up. But he's stopped this Jason Quigley brother in two rounds, which is good for him, I guess. Um, 
because yeah, a lot of questions have been asked over him being a killer and yeah, whether he has that killer instinct, basically. Um, I watched the fight, yeah, from the off, this quickly guy was, you know, he was overmatched. Um, Demetrius dropped him in the first in the first round, and then obviously second round again, more flurries. I think he's dropped him about three or four times before obviously, yeah, the referee waved it off and whatnot. So, um, yeah, statement win, I guess, against an opponent he should have beaten up. And now, for me, just going forward with Demetrius, like I said, I'm tired of saying it at the same time, bro. It's like a broken record. Demetrius Andre's next fight has to be against Triple G or Jamal Charlo. One of the two. Has to be. <laughs> has, has to be, bro. Has to be. I'm tired of it. Like, what... what and it's, the Triple G thing is one that's annoying me the most, right? <laughs> This is obviously Triple G's got a fight against Morata in December for Morata's WBC, I think it is. So they're unifying in December, right? But my issue is, yeah, Andre's been signed to the zone for how many years now? For about three years? Triple G's been in the zone for about two years. Maybe even three as well. Why, why has it taken so long for these two to get in the ring? Like, they're still, they still haven't got in the ring. But what is the holdup? They're both on the zone. They're both in the same network. How have these two not unified yet? Because Golovkin don't want it. <laughs> what do you mean? That's why Golovkin don't. None of these it, guys want it. I don't none think Golovkin does. Yeah, you're right. Because my man was so quick to, to make a fight with Morata. <laughs> See, I feel for Demetrius. Yeah, maybe these guys generally don't want to fight him because... Remember, remember mm-hmm. Eddie Hearn saying... Yeah. Calling out Golovkin on his witness table saying, this was... Um, Demetrius' last fight against Leo Williams, and he questioned why is Golovkin arranging a fight in December? And when did Demetrius fight um, Williams? That was time ago. It was, it was earlier this year, no? Yeah, it was like in yeah. March, April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from then, Golovkin had been lining up Morata for December. These guys don't win it. I mean, Hearn has then even said how Mungia, Mungia has been mandatory for Demetrius ever since he moved up, apparently. And they offered the fight to Mungia, saying, yeah, do you want the fight? Mungia apparently said, no, he wants a couple of fights at middleweight first. So since then, Hearn Hearn was like, Mungia's had about four fights now at middleweight. (laughs) (laughs) And now apparently Mungia is then saying, oh, his next fight should be a final eliminator. Apparently that's what Mungia is saying. And Hearn was... uh, He's mandatory and he wants a final... And yeah, Hearn said, wait, you're mandatory though. Why are you trying to do a final minute when the mandatory option is right there for you? Demetrius is there. And obviously Demetrius won't say no. But yeah, maybe these guys generally are ducking him. The Charlo thing is, even though I've said that it has to be for Demetrius, his next fight has to be Golovkin or Charlo. I say that in the sense that I know that Charlo is never going to happen. That fight is just not going to happen. It's a shame. It's crazy. I mean, Hearn even said said it's crazy how they're both two undefeated 160 pound American champions. Like, when has that even been the case in America? And the fight, the prospect of a fight between the two of them has not been entertained, which is nuts. Both of them are American, undefeated champions. Why hasn't there been a unification talk? Nothing. Obviously, we know that Demetrius has been, he's been chasing Jamal since when they were both at 154. Remember? <laughs> yeah. He moved up. Jamal moved up. So Demetrius went and moved up as well. He's been chasing that for time. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know what he has to do, man, to get a fight with these guys, man. But, but at the same time, he's 33 now. Time is ticking. He's... Bro, they don't mention his name. They don't even put him in a mix. I've heard people calling for, ah, oh, 
if Canelo moves up to 175, Benavidez and Charlo should fight. People yeah. are saying that. These two are the two different divisions. Yeah. Charlo's got champions in his own division. He should be fighting. Demetrius being one of them. And they say he should fight Benavidez. At what, I, I just don't. It doesn't make I just sense. Don't, I don't know what more he needs to do, to be honest. And I feel for him. But at the same time, it is what it is because in the sense that time is ticking. Like I said, he's not getting any older. He's had this block for time. You know, he, let, let him at least get one big fight, one big payday before, I don't know, he contemplates that he gets moving up or doing something else. But he can't keep fighting these guys, man. It's, it's going to do nothing for him. Absolutely nothing for him. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the least he can do is look good against these guys, which he did against this Quigley brother. Fair play to him. Beat up this Quigley guy. But these aren't the guys he should be fighting. He should have... Look, man, Golovkin. Yeah, it's Golovkin. If I, I'm going on Golovkin now. If you don't... Now, after, if obviously, I'm assuming he beats Morata. He should be... He should be... If he doesn't beat Morata, boy. <laughs> boy. But Golovkin should be handling... should be piecing up Morata. If Golovkin don't make... If that fight isn't next, if he doesn't call out Demetrius next in terms of... I don't want to hear Golovkin call out Canelo. Oh, he will. I don't want to see... He will. 100%. <laughs> he will, but it's like, we don't want to see that. You keep claiming about how you want to unify the middleweight division. You want all the belts, blah, 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 blah. You have a guy on the same network as you who has been calling you out for ages. Make that fight, bro. You're quick to make the fight with Morata. Make this fight with Demetrius. It'll be so easy. They, you're both on the zone, man. There's no hold-up. He wants to fight you. Go unify that. Grab that. If, 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 you're, if you're bad. Yeah, man. That's my challenge to Golovkin. Because <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Well, you list all the names. Chris Eubank Jr. He's never said yep. Demetrius' name. Never. Yep. <laughs> Golovkin, Charlo. They don't want it. Canelo. Canelo said that you said he'll never fight him. Canelo he's a horrible, yeah. horrible fighter. Canelo mm. says he's fought nobody. He doesn't want to fight him. None of these guys, Billy Joe ducked him twice. I'm saying yeah. it. <laughs> hmm. None of these guys want it. And it's, 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 it's strange, man. It's strange. I've never the Mungi, I think, is surprising to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mungi is meant to be the killer. The one that's chasing these men. If he's turning down mandatory, like, bro, what's going on? Demetrius really the boogeyman. <laughs> he really, <laughs> he's really the boogeyman. He must be. He must be because I, it's just ridiculous. Guys, none of these guys want to fight him. He, he's it's just crazy. sitting there wasting the way, man. It's, it's terrible. And like you say, he's uh-huh. moving up divisions, chasing people. He, 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 I, I promise you, he moved up to 160 to chase Charlo. I promise you. I, he called and, him Billy, out. and Billy Joe. And Billy Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Billy Joe as well, both of them. Yeah. Boy, sad to see, man. Um, hopefully, man, I really hope next year a unification with Golovkin happens at least. Like I said, I doubt, I doubt the Charlo one will happen. I don't even know what Charlo's on, man. Like... That guy's just sitting there, man. Like, what, what's he doing? Like, who's, who's going to fight? But the PBC, PBC Island, man, it's nasty for him because all of his rivals are on um, the zone. In it. So, boy. That's, that's why they're calling him to fight Benavidez because he's yeah. PBC. PBC. Yeah, they're joking. Yeah, they, because they're only doing in-house. He's stuck on the island over there. But yeah, Golovkin and Demetrius, there's no excuse for it not to happen, man, next year at least. Um, or the winner. If Murata wins, I know Murata will fight him. I'm sure. I'd like to hope so. But yeah, man, Golovkin, you better, you better, you better do what's right, man. Cool. Say in America, that's the one we've been waiting for, man. This, 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 this is, this, this is the one, man. Last night we were treated to a spectacle. Terence Crawford put his WBO what a weight 
belt on the line against, you know, the ever-present, ever-essent, you know, Sean Porter, the one that's always there, man. It came, you know, Terrence Crawford came through, did the damn thing. Um, I feel like there's so much to discuss with this one, man. Um, from the fight itself to the afters. Um, let's, 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 let's go straight into the fight from round one, take it through to what round 10 when it ended. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, just a quick overview. Terence Crawford became the first person to stop Showtime Sean Porter. Um, and it's something I, you know, I thought I saw, I saw coming. I think I might have even predicted that the last episode, I can't remember. I think I might have even said that I think Crawford can, can stop him, um, which he did. Um, but I think the big discussion we had last episode, bro, was how do we think Terence Crawford was going to approach this fight? Because mm. we knew what Sean Porter was coming with. What, we know what, what Sean... <laughs> what, what, yeah, yeah. We knew what he would do. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew what he would revert to. <laughs> yeah, and we knew how he comes. We knew how he comes. Yeah. So, what, round one, I gave to Porter. Yeah. Porter started... It, he started how I expected him to start. Quick, aggressive, stepping straight to Crawford on his, on his chest, you know, firing off. He was kind of in and out. Fire jabs and combos. Yeah, he was, he was and step out. Yeah, he, he, he attempted to do the boxing thing. And we said before how we feel like, or for most of Crawford's side that we see, the first he takes the first couple of rounds off to sort of download the data on his opponent. Mm-hmm. And after like after three rounds, you know, similar to like the middle of a blueprint, I guess, then he starts to get to work, right? So yeah, that start from Crawford and that start from Porter, I was not surprised one bit, man. Um, so yeah, round one gave to Porter. He was in and out, jabbing and whatnot, etc. And I think it was from as early as round two when I thought to myself, okay, I can sort of see how I see this fight playing out. Because from round two, to me, Crawford then started to, started to, I guess, be a bit more switched on. From round two onwards, he was then looking to start to, you saw the footwork start coming into play. Every time... Because Crawford, no, Porter, when he's attacking, he would lunge in, which yeah. he always tends to do. And every time he would lunge in, Crawford would come, step back, check hook, or check uppercut, or something like that, just to try and time him as Porter's coming in. And I th- think round two, we saw Crawford land a couple of meaningful shots on the entry every time Porter tried to jump in. Porter was still doing the Porter thing, as in lunging, couple shots here and there, back out, back onto you again, that pressure thing, which he does. Crawford was kind of on the back foot. And yeah, he was, that was sort of how it was playing out in my mind. I thought to myself, okay, Crawford Porter's going to give me what I know he's going to give me. It's whether Crawford's timing, which is always razor sharp, is on point. And if it is on point, I think it could be a long night for Porter. I think I said this in round three as well. Um, It could be a very long night for Porter because to me, what I'm seeing is Porter's jumping in to lunge in and to get his work off. But each time he's doing that, Crawford's timing is so sharp that he's being caught. And these are big shots, especially the body shots. You notice how Crawford was investing into the body heavily. Yep. Catch him in every time. And he, I said to myself, boy, I think this could be potentially a very long night for Sean Porter if Crawford wants it to be so, potentially. Um... Yeah. Um, and then it got a bit interesting. 
to me, right? Because from what I'm seeing, and I don't know how to describe this because I don't want to sound harsh here. I thought Terence Crawford was taking a piss in there, man. <laughs> I thought he was boying it. <laughs> in the sense that there'd be moments, yeah, where Crawford would allow, allow Porter to outwork him and come on to him and get his work off and stuff. And instead of him, I guess, firing back properly, this guy would be smiling at him, engaging in the wrestling matches and whatnot with him. And yeah, I don't know. It just felt like he wasn't, I don't want to say he wasn't trying, but he was just enjoying just, you know, playing around with Sean Porter. It sounds nuts, right? It does sound nuts, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I see exactly. Look, the way the fight was going, from like you say, from the second round, he found his river and he found, this is, he, he, he found the game plan right there. He knew what he needed to do to win and it was easy yeah. for him. His footwork yeah. was much better than Sean Porter's. He could get, uh-huh. he could pivot out. He could get away from him because he had to lunge to get in. He would catch him with the check hood. His timing was effective. He thought, this is lovely. And then everything, <laughs> he thought, this is lovely. And then he knows Sean Porter. He knows him well. Mm. He knows that he comes to fight. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he was enjoying it. He was enjoying it. He was making it interesting. And he, he always has a chip on his shoulder, Terrence Crawford. His chip on his shoulder is nuts. <laughs> if you think you're going to outmuscle him, he's, he was there put, Pushing, pushing him, pushing he, him. He, he threw him to the floor. He threw him to the floor, talking to him in there, smiling every time he had success. I think and after the fourth round, I was feeling sorry for Sean Porter, but the fifth round is where Terence was like, took, not took a round off, oh no. was making it, a there statement. Was a t- literally, the statement was, I'm going to put the high guard up and, and he basically let Sean Porter barrage him on punches for time. And he was just there like this, just covering up. And then when the bell went, he looked and smiled at him. I said to myself, this boy, he's taking a piss. He was the thing is, he was losing rounds. He was Crawford was losing rounds out of the fact that he was playing a game in there, kind of. It was weird. Well, not weird, but I know what he's like. It's yeah. him. It's he felt, he felt so comfortable there that he yeah, never paid that he could do that. the judges. Yeah. He's not even focused on the judges. He thinks exactly. it's easy for me. Yeah. And he's shaking and his it, heads. He's he's yep. doing all this. Yeah. But like you said, the, the game plan was there from round two. Yeah. Anyway. The, to me, I said to myself, if because that round two, he was sharp on that round two and he was serious on that round two. I'm there thinking he's going to carry on that from the rest of the fight, right? That's why I said in round three, I think it was, that, boy, it's going to be a long night for Sean Poirier. Crawford, I think, can get him out of there when he wants to. But obviously, the fact that Terence was kind of playful in there, or it looked like it to me, smiling and whatnot and allowing Porter to get his work off and just enjoying the scrap and enjoying the, the physicality of the fight. Because you know what it is with Sean Porter, bro. It's, it's a physical fight that you saw. There was headbutts galore. Both of them had cuts opened up from accidental clash of heads. Forearms and whatnot. Wrestling. That's a Sean Porter fight, man. He's, he's <laughs> like, he's a dog. But <laughs> you probably get more damage from the accidental clash of the heads and, and forearms and stuff and then to the actual, his actual punches. It's crazy. But Crawford is a goon. He was enjoying that. He was loving it. He, he was loving it. And I, he, he was losing rounds. He was losing rounds because of that, because of the fact that he was allowing it to be so. I don't think he was losing that many rounds because well, he, he was having enough success. Well, in not look, to be fair, because to be fair, to me, all throughout, he was landing the better, cleaner, yeah. harder shots. Yes, the volume was coming from Sean Porter. You're not really going to outwork Sean Porter. It's good. 
it's the same more story of Porter. It's so funny as well because when we say revert to type, round one, Porter was looking to try and box a little bit. From round five, six, it was back to same old Porter. Yeah. I'm going to maul you, get, try and get you against the ropes. <laughs> All these shots were inside fighting. Most of, most of these, yep. this was Every, the inside you know, you know, the, the, Porter, the Porter special is clinch, hold your one hand, boom, 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 with the other hand. That's, that's, that's the Porter special. He loves that. Yeah. That's, that's him down to a T. So, back to his own from time. round six, from round six, bro, it was classic Sean Porter. And I think it was round six around, but yeah, to, like I said, to me, maybe you could give the, because the, all these rounds were tight. Don't get me wrong. They were swing a lot of basically back and forth rounds. One round I'll give to Crawford, one round I'll give to Porter, but they're all very tight. But to me, I, I took it, my takeaway was that it's only tight because Terence Crawford is allowing it to be tight because he's allowing Sean Porter to fight him and fight this way because he himself is playing up to his game as opposed to doing what he should have been doing in round two, you know, catching him on the inside each time. But even though he was doing that and landing the hardest shots, Sean Porter, as we know, is an animal. He's not going to go away. He never goes away. He will keep on coming all night. And it wasn't until, I think it was round seven, where Bomac has, has now stepped in and given Terence Crawford a serious admonishment and admonishing. Bomac said, you know, you're losing. I think he said something along the lines of, you know, get back to boxing this guy. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're basically losing rounds, I think. I, I think, think it was, I said. think it was around before the stoppage where he told him you're losing this, you know. Yeah, I think it's oh, okay. was, 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 was yeah. It was I know there was one round where, where he talked to him sit like seriously and was like, Yeah, I think no, was, I, he said something right, about Something about like step up now, like you need to step up because like you, you're, you're letting it slip away. Yeah, he came back in round seven and started boxing properly. I think. I think but it then, was there was one. Yeah, as I said, there was one round where he then got serious. But yeah, I think it was seven. But it was definitely end of round nine where I think he mm. heard that he's losing, or someone told him that he's losing, mm. and it, he was like, he was. He, he, that's where his face was. His demeanor <laughs> completely changed. He was like, what? Yeah. He was, like, I'm, <laughs> he was asking the question. <laughs> and then round ten is when he, he went. Yeah. But yeah, so um, if we look at that round seven and just or the other rounds where he was look, you, you can, can see up. the clear, the clear cut class in terms of like I said, watching Terence Crawford, man, he is so good, man. The class that this guy has, um, from just the footwork alone, bro, the way he was able to sort of set traps and get out of traps at the same time, um, the footwork alone, the the timing, so sharp. The hand speed, everything, man. Obviously, we know he's a, he's a gifted fighter because he switch hit. You know, he can switch hit properly. Like he didn't even have to switch hit, switch hit, uh, switch hit that much. He was in southpaw for the majority of the fight. Um, yeah, man, he's just a brilliant, brilliant fighter, man. Very smart, high boxing IQ. And that round, I remember that round when he came in serious. It was peak, like for Sean. Like he was getting caught each time. Crawford was slippery to hit each time. Sean would lunge in, he would get checked hooked. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, a lot of people don't realize that this guy is a powerful puncher as well, man. He hits hard. You feel his punches. Nine knockouts in a row. We questioned that when he moved up. Nine knockouts. The first thing we said was, these guys are bigger than him and stronger than him. It's going to be, might be tough to knock these guys questioned, out. We questioned whether he's going the power. We questioned whether he can take up the brother, power. He's been knocking them no, out. He's been there's no question marks over Terence Crawford's power. He, 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 he's a hard hitter. And he's a hard hitter. He's knocking out people who've never been knocked out. He's knocking out people who've never touched the brother. canvas. Brother, he's really, he's really killing these brother, brother. So, watching him, watching him is a joy because when you deep it, 
that tenth round, you yeah. kept throwing the check hook and yes. um, and Figgy was lunging, Port was lunging, and I was thinking if you land the uppercut, you could just catch him here. And yep. the time the time when he decided, I'm just, I'm just gonna hit him with the uppercut because he knew like I need to get him out of here now. Yeah, hit him with the uppercut, boom, that's the shot I put. Um, like I said, I think he always knew he was gonna get him out. Yeah, but he was just enjoying those those earlier middle rounds. He was just enjoying that whole scrap element of it. From round four, but, he knew. <laughs> yeah, like I said the gameplay was the game plan was there from round two, bro. That's what I said in, when I messaged you in round three. I said this could be a very very long night for Sean if it carries on like this. Obviously, he toured around, played around. He allowed it to be close because he himself was just enjoying it in there. Like I said, I could see Porter getting frustrated. This guy was smiling at him each time, talking to him. Um, but by the time it got to that round 10, I already had I mean, I had Crawford up, I think, by a couple rounds. To me, he then started he pulled away at that point. Like I said, the quality shots were coming from him. And yeah, as you described, he's gotten this man, my man, with an uppercut counter as he's coming in. Nice, quick uppercut, flash knockdown, dropped him. And straight away, you're thinking deja vu because the Errol Spence fight against Sean Porter, uppercut again, same round, 10th. <laughs> dropped, same thing. So I'm thinking, rah, deja vu. But Porter's bounced straight up. He wasn't actually hurt. It was more of a flash knockdown, wasn't it? And obviously, he's, he's got that, you know, like crazed look in his eyes. He's looking at Terrence, all right, let's do this. So I thought, okay, now we're going to see shades of what we saw against Errol Spence. Um, Crawford's coming again. Pop, 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 piece him up. Razor sharp combinations, bro. Razor sharp. Dropped my man again. I thought, oh, damn. And this, this is where you see Crawford living with himself. Pound, you oh, saw him Porter, pounding Porter. the floor. Porter, sorry, yeah. You yeah. saw Porter fuming with himself, bro. Pounding the floor in frustration because he knew he'd been caught. He got sloppy, whatever. Obviously, I'm thinking he'll get up. He's... Sean Porter, he's the type of guy you have to, you damn near might have to kill to stop him from coming. Like, he he's will a warrior, keep coming. Man. He's a warrior. Fam. So he's popped up now. I'm thinking, okay. But to me, I'm thinking to myself, obviously, having seen pretty much all of Terrence Crawford's fights, this guy's a killer. When his opponent's hurt, we know he's a finisher. Serious, as you said, eight. He's got a knockout streak of eight. He knows how to get guys out of there. He's so razor sharp with his punches. They're so swift. I thought to myself, this is peak, man. This is very, very peak for Sean Porter. Can he even survive to the end of, of, of this round? But those questions were sort of taken out of our hands because we've then seen Kenny Porter on the ropes. And as soon as I saw Kenny Porter of the ro- on the ropes talking to the ref, I said, it's done. He's pulling, him out. He's pull- he's pulling his son out of the fight. And that's exactly what he did. Kenny Porter jumped in, threw the towel win, end, end of the fight right there. I felt so sorry for Sean because obviously we know he would have continued to the end. Um, obviously, never seen that before in the Porter camp, but at the same time, you've never seen Sean Porter hurt like this. Um, so yeah, man, Kenny Porter's pulled Sean Porter out of the fight and Terrence Porter... Sean was Porter's livid. Was... Sean was yeah, he was livid. He you had to take it. You had to take it. You had to take it. What can you say? It's your pops. He respects <laughs> his... He's respe- See, walk, walk away from his dad when he saw his dad. Yeah. The towel, he head, head down. Yeah, man. He, of course he was pissed. He was, he was pissed amazing. off. Don't forget, he was pissed off at himself as well yeah. before that as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it is what it is. He respects his dad. Their relationship is, I think their bond is hella, is so deep. Um, both of them. His dad's been with him throughout his entire career, man. All his life, it's his dad. So <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's your pops, isn't it? So 
Shout out to shout out to Kenny, man. But um, shout out to Sean yeah, as well because he's, he's super respectful to these dads. You, you, yeah, probably. you see other fighters, this is beef with their push dad. Their, they might push their dad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayweather <laughs> saying I'm Floyd. Yeah, well, yeah boy, what Floyd, Floyd and Thingy's relationship is mad. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terence Crawford has done something which no one else has done before. He stopped Sean Porter. Sean Porter has never been stopped ever. Like I said, I don't think if if we had it, if Sean had it his way, that fight would have gone the full 12. But to be honest, if in my opinion, I think if that had continued, Crawford would have got him out of there in, in that round because of just how I know Crawford is as a finisher. He's spiteful with it, he's mean, and he's 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 a sniper in there when it when it, when it's time to finish. Um, but yeah, man, what a, the fight was bloody exciting, man. I enjoyed the fight. Um, and yeah, just my takeaway is. Um, obviously, we already know Terence Crawford is 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 the truth. Um, obviously, I'm using someone else's nickname there, but Terence Crawford is actually the truth. Like he's 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 nuts. And Sean Porter, man, is just a warrior, as we always knew, we we already knew we already knew what Sean Porter was. We, you know, we knew that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the fight? And um, yeah, enjoy- before we head on to the afters, <laughs> I enjoyed the fight, man. I enjoyed it. Um, I think we both said. We expected Terrence Crawford to win. We expected knockdowns. We knew he could knock him, knock him out potentially. And yeah, and I that, wasn't surprised at that. Yeah, we knew we knew he could because he's spiteful. He he has a point to prove. He always has a point to prove. Um, and yeah, Sean Porter as well. Give him credit, man. He came to fight. We've never seen him lose that badly. Even though he always makes every fight competitive, we said that before. It's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said that before. Um, I props him. He's a warrior, man. He he was he didn't look like badly hurt when yeah. he got knocked down. Yeah, he's but, fine. Yeah, but he was taking a lot of punches. He was taking punches yeah. clean and yeah, um, good fight. Enjoyed it's, it. Good statement made. It's, it's the same old story with Sean. As we said, I said it before. We said it before. He is a really really good fighter in the water division, but there's just that elite hurdle which he's never been able to overcome. There's no shame in that. His resume is nuts. He's for all the best people in what weight division and beating most of them. The only people he's lost to, this is four L's now, right? Are the people who were at the very pinnacle of the division at the time. Um, Kel Brook, Keith Furman, um, Errol Spence, Sean Porter. Um, these are guys on his resume that he's lost to and these guys were the best slash are the best. No shame in that, but just that elite hurdle he's never been able to overcome. Even against the other champion, Ugas, questionable. You know, some people, a lot of people think Ugas won that fight. You know, and Ugas is a good fight. Probably isn't considered as elite as Crawford or Spence, but that's, he's a world champion. So, but he's had a wonderful career. And I'm saying that because obviously in the post-fight uh, presser, he's announced his retirement, um, which is something I had a feeling he could do. You know, as you said, you know, we, we were sort of speculating what's next for him. In terms of if he loses this fight, is this, you know, is this a last chance to loon? And I said, well, he can't fight these other guys again unless he rematches with a Furman or something. Um, he, 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 all the other people will be like the guys like Ennis and Ortiz. And you were like, he's never going to fight those, man. Never. He's, he's a proud man, right? And he's, you know, he said that in his press conference that you know, there's, he's fought everyone. There's no one left for him to fight. He doesn't plan on moving up. 
And he doesn't want to be a grave digger. He's very, very adamant in saying, that I'm not going to be, no, not grave digger. I'm not going to be a gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, gatekeeper. That's, a grave That's the word, great gatekeeper. <laughs> um, he's very adamant about saying he doesn't want to be a gatekeeper. And that told me straight over, I needed to know that, like, yeah, these, these young bucks. That. <laughs> we already knew that. <laughs> that confirmed everything, man. He doesn't want, he doesn't want all these young men, these young demons. Ennis and Ortiz, cool. It's what it is, man. And he's not, he's not looking to fight Conor Ben. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's it for him. Um, wonderful career, man. Two-time water weight champion. I think two-time. Yeah, two-time. Um, fought the best. His resume is brilliant. He can hold his head high, man. Um, he, had a, he had a great career. Um, I just want to bring, shed some light to the post-fight comments. Obviously, the ringside interview. Um, obviously, super respectful over, you know, you know, the, you know, the loss. Gave props to Crawford. I love the, you know, at, you know, after the bell, both camps hugged it out, kind of the way. But I love that show of respect. I think they are friends generally, and I think Kenny goes way back with with Terence. I guess from the amateur days and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think you know, there's a serious mutual respect between the two camps. Um, but it's Comments made by Kenny Porter that I think sort of set the timeline ablaze. Um, they've asked Kenny Porter, you know, why he felt like, but I think the question basically was, you know, why did he feel the need to pull Sean Porter out? Yeah. Um, and Kenny Porter, who has always kept it real, you know, he doesn't mince his words, he doesn't, you know, doesn't duck around anything, you know, he says it how it is. He said, to be honest, straight away, his preparation. He said he wasn't happy with Sean's preparation for this fight. He and he said Sean wasn't as prepared as he should have been for this fight, which automatically puts him at a deficit. So when he sees him on the floor like that, hurt and whatnot, he's already at a deficit because he isn't as prepared as he was. And I guess, yeah, for that reason, he doesn't want to see him take any more punishment. And a lot of people are saying, how can you say that as a trainer? Or as your dad, you can't, you know, how can you say that? That's so deep. I can say he wasn't prepared or whatever. He basically just thrown him under the bus. That listeners, did we not question this <laughs> multiple times on this podcast? Last week, a, pre- a previous week as well, we mentioned how the question we said was, is Sean Porter as prepared for this fight as he should be? Because of the fact that we've seen this guy at every single, since this fight was made, <laughs> Sean Porter has been at every single boxing event. I promise you that. Every PBC event, every fight, every big fight, I either see Porter in the crowd or he's doing commentary. Literally, every single event. You mentioned his, his podcast. He's every week. Every week. <laughs> he's been running regularly. So that means he's, he's watching the fights, he's running, he's watching all these fights, getting guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every week. That was the question we asked. We 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 just asked, you know. I don't know. I, I literally, I said to myself, I said, you know, shouldn't this guy be preparing for the biggest fight of his life? Why am I seeing him at every event, ringside, <laughs> chilling, giving interviews, doing commentary, giving his analysis and insights? And that's all. That's that's. We didn't actually. We didn't say that he's not prepared. We just asked, is he? You know, is he really as prepared as he should be? Can you put us? Can you can you put us confirmed it for me? He wasn't. You know what's mad? Kenny Porter was saying even before the fight that he yeah. weren't too happy with some of the sparring that um, Sean's had. He's not happy. Yeah. With, 
the consistency of the sparring, um, yeah. level of the sparring, and mm. he's already made that clear he that yeah. he's not too happy. So yeah. begs the question, man. Like, well, he, we, 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 it's confirmed it really. It's confirmed it. Sean Porter wasn't as focused. Yeah, it's been bro. To me, that's confirmation. This guy wasn't as confer- as focused as he should have been for this fight. Because last episode we, we said we'll we find out. It. We found out. We found out. You found the work, out. You, you the always found out. From the horse's mouth. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Nigerian president, it's, it's not me you're doing. <laughs> it's you you're doing. But uh, we found out. If we found out. And Kenny confirmed it. This guy wasn't as focused as he should have been. And that's why he felt the need that it was time to pull him out. Because he's already at a deficit. And it's just something we picked up on. We said, this guy's at every event, whatever. I didn't see Terence Crawford once. I, 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 well, no, maybe I saw, once. I said, no, one okay. fight. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> Apart from the, but obviously, he was going to do that because Bowie Mack is Shakur Stevenson's trainer, right? Yeah. That's Crawford's trainer. They're the same camp. So, fair enough. He will show support. But Bowie Mack is Heron's, I, yeah. Bowie Mack Heron. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's Bowie Mack Heron. Yeah, Bowie Mack Heron's trainer. Oh, Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because I, I keep forgetting because both yeah. camps are super close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he was going to show support, obviously. But let's be like, apart from that, I don't recall seeing Terrence Crawford at any of these boxing events like that. I'm sure my man was locked away in camp and whatnot. So, yeah, man, I just... You certainly weren't doing a podcast and commentary. It, <laughs> exactly, man. I, I, we questioned it. We called it into question and Kenny Porter confirmed it. A lot of people were going at Kenny saying he can't say that. He can't throw your son on the bus. Or, How can you say something prepared when you're the trainer? So, True, so, you man. Fair yeah, enough, but exactly. Some people <laughs> say he had a bit of Crawford that he's so close with Crawford that he must have had a bit of. I money mean, on you saw afterwards the way he was paddy with. He said, "I remember Kenny Porter said, look, man, if it, if it was anyone else, I'm just happy it's you.' Like he's smiling, ugly, him. very happy. Yeah, like 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 he's a son. Very <laughs> happy. Is, um, yeah, yeah. So people were saying, "Oh, yeah, he set about this that it was it's a fix because Sean Porter didn't remonstrate while his dad was." Lambasted him in front of him, but Bro, that, Sean, that's what like I said. I said that's because Sean he's just put his head down. Put he, I know he like he grimaced a little bit and he put his head down and just took it. Like what? What can he say? He's not gonna be up his dad right there and then, is he? And yeah, press conference. Obviously, they looked alright, but yeah, but I, I like to be a fly on the wall in terms of like their home afterwards to see you know what the conversations were. A lot of people were saying that oh yeah, Sean should next fight. Sean's got to leave his dad now. His dad's taking him as far as he can go. Sean was like, I'm not going to give you the guys a chance. I'm retiring. <laughs> so that's that's out of the question. Um, I know his dad, dad, dad will patent him anyway. <laughs> his dad, where's the chances we, of that one? We've said, Keddy is the one that's, he's the spokesperson. Sean is a, Sean has always been, from day one, chilled, humble, respectful guy. Mm. Kenny's the one that does all the talking. He's the one that gives it, he's the one that, he talks like he's the goon. Like, in fact, I swear, I swear he's even alluded to him being like a goon back in the day, Kenny. I swear. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's the one. He's the one with the bust down chain and the fancy. He's the one with the fires. He's the one the fires. AB would say that Kenny is the guy driving all the nicer cars than Sean, getting all the baddest girls apart from, instead of Sean. He's <laughs> AB said Kenny is the one that is enjoying, not Sean. Apparently. Um, Kenny, so yeah. Kenny, he says Kenny holds um, Sean's money. <laughs> Yeah, all the money goes to Short. Basically, Kenny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny gives it to Short. I could tell. Kenny, he said Kenny's always got the big chain on or whatever. Like he's he's at all the fights. The big earring. With, <laughs> with the big, the big diamond with shorties and stuff. I thought to myself, what's is this Kenny Porter? <laughs> oh, shout out to Kenny, man. Um, he kept it real. 
Um, yeah, I, to be fair, you are the trainer at the same time. So I guess you're in, it's, it's, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? You've got to make sure that your charge is, you know, prepared enough. And at the same time, obviously, Sean's got to show a willingness to be coming to the gym and getting the working. So it's both of them, really. But um, yeah, a lot of people weren't too happy with those comments, but it is what it is. That's their problem to deal with. You don't remember. Um, when, when, when we saw the sub, I was like, that's love there. That's his son. He pulled mm. his son out, didn't want to see his son take any more punishment. Yeah, yeah. Wants his son to go home. That's love right there. He, it is. He pulled him out. I thought, yeah, that's enough. Because his son was taking, not taking a beating, but he was eating punches. Clean. Mm. And yeah, so it's, you got to look at not just a trainer relationship, a father-son relationship. And it's, yes. lo- it's, it's all it's, love. It's, it's, it's a different kind of relationship, isn't it? It's, it kind of hits differently if it's your son. Mm. Not so much someone that is just a train, like someone that's you're just in charge of as a trainer. This is blood, isn't it? So I hear it. Um, Terence Crawford, man, what more can we say, man? What's next? Obviously, a certain Errol Spence was at the fight. It was so funny because they put the camera on Spence. After, I don't know at what moment. I think it was at the moment when Kenny's pulled him out. Yeah. Errol sh- shook his head and just walked off and like left with his people. He's cut. They cut. Like, even, like, even before the, like, there was no, like, even before he got to like the final decision or whatnot, as soon as he's seen Kenny pull this guy out, he's been like, man, and he's left. Um, the camera was on what, him. What, the, the, yeah, the, the camera, camera was on him. Yeah, the camera was on him. He looked to the camera and he thought, yeah, he just, yeah. you see all of his, him and his entourage get up en masse and just leave. I thought to myself, rah. Like, no, no, no confrontation, nothing. Obviously, they've told Terrence that Spence was there. Terence is like, oh, what was he? He said he was going to come to none of my fights, you know, blah, blah. Terence has said, you know, Errol Spence is the one that he wants, but Terence reaffirmed that he feels like Errol's been ducking him and Errol was the one that doesn't want the fight. Um, at this point, I'm tired of talking about these two. <laughs> I have no faith in it happening anymore, to be honest. Terence even said that if Spence moves up to 154, he will go and follow him to get that fight on if he has to. Um... A lot of, I think the narrative has been shifted nicely in favor of Crawford. A lot of people now think that Spence is the one ducking and Spence is the one that doesn't want it. And Spence is, in fact, Spence is a, Spence should even take it because he'll get beat up. A lot of people think, I'm, yeah, a lot of people are saying that Crawford watches Spence now. Yeah. Obviously, we know how recency bias and whatnot, you know, we know how, you know, we know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think Team Crawford has shifted the narrative really well because I think before, a lot of people were saying that Spence is the one that's being ducked and a lot of people don't want to fight Spence. But now I think people are saying that, you know, it's the other way around and Spence is scared of Crawford. Um, I still think they both want it. I still think Spence wants it, but it's just obviously egos. You're on that side, I'm on this side. I'm side A, your side B. I, want I don't think this kind of money. Yo, you, you think Spence is done now for good? Really? No, no, I just Fair. don't think, he, I don't think he's, he's wanted it for a while because he's always he's been the one making excuses. Remember, mm. three years ago, Crawford's been calling this guy out. Yeah. Calling him out, saying, let's make the fight. Sean Porter, um, not Sean Porter, Errol Spence would say, you're on the other side of the street. Um, yeah. Call Al Heyman, all this and that. He'll be saying, ah, uh, he's the A side. Remember those bad claims that he's the A side and this? Yeah, I, I, I always think that his ego, though, isn't it? Because Spence is quite, you know, he sees himself as the man in, in that division. I don't know, Spence has never, he's never come across as a ducker to me, isn't it? So, okay, it's, it's probably our hey, that, that whole PBC island, what they feed them it's, in their it's, it's, the, it's the PBC island. It's, it's not, what I don't think it's him, specifically. Yeah. It's, they're telling them, they're yeah, them literally. Weird. Yeah, I, I generally think it's that. I, yeah. I legit think it's that, man. And 
It's annoying, obviously, because it's no a fight that was probably not going to happen. It's calling everyone out. No one on PBC said, I want to fight everyone. Mm. Tank, Charlos, Spence. Yeah. They're just kind of chilling, thinking, oh, well, I'm the A-side. All roads lead to us. Yeah. All of them. And it's the way they Literally. Literally. Yeah, man. It's jarring. Um, it's a fight that we deserve as fans. They are clearly, far and away, the two... Out of the champions, they're the two best, clearly. Clearly, like their levels. Um, it needs to happen. It probably is not going to happen anytime soon. I know even Spence right now, he's chasing Ugas. He's been, he's, he's on the WBA's, um, he's, he's on their neck, okay. you know, trying to sort out that fight. He wants to unify with Ugas first. So that will, and then, you know, once he gets that belt, it's another discussion of, yeah, look, I've got three belts. I'm clearly beside A. Like, you know, you have to take to my demands and whatnot. It's jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think the Spence fight's happening anytime soon. It could. For Crawford. You think it would? Because, oh. as we know, Crawford announced after the fight that he's no longer with top rank. Of course. Let's talk about <laughs> that. Yes. That's the big news yes. there. That's great news. Um, it's not something we haven't... Obviously, we knew that was coming. He's yeah. been unhappy with top rank for a very long time now. Um, so, yeah, if that was his last fight, nice. Got a nice payday there, I'm sure. Um, hopefully, yes, that should hopefully move things along for the fight with Spence. We would hope. You know, I still, I'm not going to hope. I'm not going to, because, you know, I've been waiting for this fight for over two years, bro. Um, <laughs> I'm, let's, let's not, let me focus on other things. But um, yeah, that is, I think, good news for him. And hopefully now, it's a case of him, I guess, getting a bigger bag and... Because I think a lot of people feel like he should be bigger than what he is, Terence Crawford, especially with the feats that he's done so far in his career. Hopefully now, if he's if he's his own boss, similar to what Canelo was doing, he can command bigger purses and whatnot. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, but yeah, still what lost for Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> the fight still will happen. Yeah, I know. What's going to happen next is my man will probably just fight Josh Taylor. That's what I'm hearing. Josh Taylor will move up. Him and Josh Taylor will get on both, obviously, undisputed champions at 140. Um, and Taylor wants to move up, so yeah, I think that's what we'll most likely see if Spence is chasing. Yeah. Yes, um, obviously, Josh Taylor's with Sky and Boxer now, isn't he? Yeah, he's with Sky, but is yeah, he? yeah, he's with Sky. He's, he's, he's not the top rank anymore, either. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. No, I think he's with oh, Sky okay. and Boxer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought he was still top rank because oh. I know they, they pushed Eubank and Josh Taylor's the faces of, of it, so I think. Okay. He's, and obviously, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. I think may, maybe that could. I mean, I'd love to fair. see it. It's not. It's not my preferred. Yeah, but I ain't gonna not. say no. <laughs> she. I ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna say no to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take what I, I'll take what I can, man. Um, to see Crawford in action, I love watching Crawford. I love watching all these guys, man. They're all sick. It's just a shame that we can't get that fight, the main one, which is what we want to see. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. It's a big window. Nice. I mean, like I said, for the resume to knock out Sean Porter, I mean, he even alluded to it. He was like, he, you know, I did a lot better than Errol did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Errol Spence is closer. Spence still won in my eyes and he dropped him, but he didn't finish him. Um, Crawford's finished this guy. So, yeah, shout out to him. Even the Kell Brook victory, he did a lot better than what Errol did. It took, it took Errol a while to break down. Kell Brook was ahead in that fight mm-hmm. up, up until he ran out of steam. Crawford has dismantled him. Obviously, caveat is... It's a finished Brook compared to the Brook that they brought. The Brook Errol Spence fought was a lot better than the Brook Crawford yeah. fought. But it's still, on the resume, it looks nice. I'm dismantling the guys that you didn't dismantle in that way. 
kind of thing. But um, yeah, man, he's 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 amazing, man. Pound for pound, top five easily. Um, do you think they going, need each other? Hey, what's what's Spence and Crawford, do you think they need to, to have that fight to cement their legacy? Because Crawford says he doesn't need Spence. I think to cement legacy, yes, they do. Interesting. I think to cement legacy. Yeah. They're two undefeated Americans. We'll go back to that again. Yeah, both undefeated. Um, both have been tipped for greatness from a very young age, I guess, for a long time. They both achieved greatness. And it's like, I don't want to say it's just par- almost parallels between Pac and Mayweather Pac. Um, obviously not the achievements, not, not in the same boat, obviously. But in terms of what they both are, both at the top of their games, both clearly the best in the division. Yeah, man, it'll be a great. I think, I think it's key for the legacy for both of them, for sure. Taylor um, Crawford would argue, obviously, that he's been undisputed. Yeah, he's undisputed. Um, wait, multiple weight, weight champion. Spencer's only a one weight champion. Mm-hmm. So well, he's... that that what weight division has always been the glamour thing, isn't it? You get me compared to the lightweight. Like we look at the what weight's been. Yeah, let's be since since the heavyweight when the heavyweights fell off, the what weight division was keeping. Well, obviously, you had Floyd and Pac. You know, it's it kept the lights on in boxing. Cotto, like the what yeah. division has been sick for. It's been a glamour division for a very long time, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, um, you look at the, you look at the competition that um, Crawford had at light world weight. It's it was no fight that people were really clamoring for. Maybe the Indongo one people wanted to see. But I mean, he, it, 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 he <laughs> smashed he smashed him up. He yeah. smashed him up. Easy. I mean, apart from yeah, the competition wasn't as good. Let's be real. Yeah. Like Indongo was the one that was like, oh, maybe like, even then we knew he was going to ruin Indongo because Indongo. <laughs> And Dongo's boxing style, yeah. <laughs> As it, it's sick to watch, but it's so easy to counter if you're good. Yeah. Because he's so wide and wild with it. <laughs> I, I knew Crawford was gonna, I knew Crawford was gonna batter this guy, yeah, because timing always beats because Ndongo is so wild with it, man. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Fights the same way as well. It's so funny. <laughs> Great to watch. Who who was it? Um, what's his name? Um who else? Regis did the same yeah. thing as well. You lose the Exact same thing with Ndongo, yeah? He doesn't learn. It's the same style. He will come at you full tilt, be swinging crazy. If he gets you, it's long. Yeah. But if, if you have any shed of like timing and speed and footwork, he's the dodge counter and he's so chilly. <laughs> Every time they touch him on his chin, he was down. Yeah. Um, so I knew Crawford was going to battle him. I knew it was going to be so easy for him. Um, yeah. I'd like to see it, man. I, I'd like to see yeah. it. I think, I, think I, I would like to see it. Um, I think if Crawford we retires... Just, but we deserve history, it, man. The history books will still show this, this, and this. Edward Spence probably probably needs it more for me. Mm. Because he didn't... He, he's, well, he's, I, like I said, at this point, the narrative has shifted. And yeah, Crawford they both need now. it, man. You're, you're right. They both need it. Yeah, yeah they, the fam, need they need it, man. <laughs> they they need it, man. Yeah, they do. They yeah. Do. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah. We, you know, it's always good when a big fight delivers, and that definitely delivered for me. Sounds like it delivered for you as well. We um we love to see it. Let's um let's fast forward to this coming week in terms of the fights. Um, two fairly big fights coming up. Uh, the first one is a PBC, PBC card. We've got Stephen Fulton versus Brandon Figueroa. Um, I think that's meant to be going ahead next week, Saturday, twenty seventh. That's for um, it's a unification fight at the Super Bantamweight division. Yeah. Um, 
I think the WBC and the might be the WBA, I don't know which one, or the IBF, they're both on the line. Fulton holds one of them. Figueroa's got the other one. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, look, we'll look to tune into that. Obviously, I saw Figueroa's fight against Neri. That was a really good fight. Not yeah. to stop Neri. Um, I think it was quite cool what PBC had, I did because they both fought their respective bouts with against good opponents. And that, that would their date for the unification was locked in straight away. Or in fact, before the first fights were done, they, re, they remember they really locked in for this one. So um, yeah, good from PBC that to unify that division up. Um, don't really have a winner to pick, to be honest. I just want to enjoy that fight because I'm not yeah. as clued up on both of them, to be honest. Um, I've seen them both fight in action and whatnot. I think the um, the Figueroa win against Neri was definitely more of a statement because Neri is considered really, really good as well. Um, so I think I might give the edge, slight edge to him. To but, who? Um, the Figueroa. Figueroa. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, we have a split because I'll, I'll lead towards Fort with Junior. But we'll see. Really? Yeah. They're both really good, though. They're both, they're both, they're both good. good um, It'll be a good fight. Yeah. Um, I'm not, to be fair, I can't put a concrete like, yeah, because I'm not as clued up on both of these men. But um, yeah, off that. We'll see. Um, but the other fight that is going ahead as well next week on the zone. Finally, the Tiafimo Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. fight is happening. We've already spoke about this about five times, so there isn't much to canvas, <laughs> I won't lie. <laughs> it's the same, old, obviously, we've been waiting for this to happen. It's been moved like five times. Legit. It's Obviously. been moved like five times. Absolute joke. Tiafimo beat Lomachenko in October last year. This is his first fight since then. That is crazy ring rust for someone that is meant to be the face of that, of that division, the number one guy. Um, so I hope that the ring rust doesn't kick his ass. I really hope. Because obviously, we, we, you know, the listeners, you, know, you don't know what we think about Tiafimo. How we, you know, we put him as the number one guy in that division right now. Um, he's the guy they all need to see. Um, yeah, but a year out, over a year out, obviously I know it's not down to his fault. It's not his fault. It's not down to him. But yeah, it's just a bit of a piss take. And Cambosis is pretty good from what we saw of him against Selby. I think it was Lee Selby. Yeah. That we saw him beat up. Yeah. He looked impressive. But we did say that good, but not good enough for Tiafimo. There's levels. Um, I expect Tiafimo to show us those levels. But yeah, like I said, I just hope that this time out of the ring, I guess he's fortunate in the sense that Cambosis has spent the same time out of the ring as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Cambosis had a mini fight in between or whatever. But um, yeah, ring rust is never good. So yeah, we just hope that both fighters look all right. And I'm fully expecting a Tiafimo step. I think, he, I think because he's been out for so long, a statement needs to be made. <laughs> yeah, it does. But just so because remember they're, they're, they're talking West on his name they're talking as if he's food yeah. uh, he's getting a lot of disrespect from everyone so yeah make us just remind people that yeah it's I'm still him I'm it's, it's still me like I'm still the guy yeah um so a yeah que- a, question, a question of focus could be called as well because he's already yeah. looking towards ah oh, shaking hands with Haney and yep. talking about it's tank hot. and all of this I, I can imagine it's quite, it's quite hard though when you know when you've been this fight was meant to have been happened so yeah. you know when it's been so long and so many delays and stuff naturally I think your focus could slip so yeah that's a good thing to put out I mean I don't think it's, I'm not going to blame it straight on him but yeah it's not on yeah. him it's not really on him yeah. but it's, it's like it's the talk of the division and the landscape whereas Cambosis is mm. tunnel vision yeah, yeah. tunnel vision on yeah. Tia Lopez the, that's what he wants He's hungry. This, this, look, this is a shot, man. This is yeah. him at greatness. Like, all this is three belts on the line, bro. 
Mm. Of course he's going to have that sort of tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, Whereas Teofimo is yeah. talking about Josh Taylor, Haley, Katank, all these names he's, he's being chucked at him and he's <laughs> responding to it saying, yeah, he'd love to fight these guys. Uh, every, time I, every, time, every time you mention Haley, I just, I, I just think of Bill Haley's. <laughs> I I just figured the way Bill Haney was talking. Uh, you're the zone now. It's got to be on the zone. <laughs> Every uh, time you mention Haney, I just figured how Bill Haney was talking, man. <laughs> just bu- bully tactics. <laughs> Front line. <laughs> um, yeah, FT FEMA wins, which we expect him to. Is what you say? It's got to be Haney next, right? I mean, according, according to Bill, it has to be Haney next on the zone. So. So yeah, who knows? Um, is when's his contract up with Bob? I don't know. Actually, yeah, boy, Bob's losing some recipes still. Crawford, Tiafima might dip. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's his last. Tiafima is already talking about when he leaves. He's openly yep. talking about when he leaves. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. I don't know when that is. I, I I don't know how many fights he's got left in his contract, but um, yeah, he look look out for him to be leaving soon as well. Um, yeah. If I guess. It should be. I, I'd probably say I want it to be Haney because that obviously shows up at the division nicely. And um, that would be an undisputed fight, you know. Yes, an, uh, an official. Yeah. An official. Yes, official. Yeah, yeah. So, because don't forget, TFM has spoken. He's spoken a lot about moving up, anyways, because I guess it's starting to be hard for him to make the weight. So he's spoken bare times about moving up. So I reckon if he gets that Haney fight next, that's that division showing up for him if he wins, and then he can move up calmly. You don't have to, obviously, I would love for him to fight the tanks and whatnot and the Ryan Garcia's and whatnot. He doesn't have to wait around for them. They can always join them. Their man will move up anyway. I mean, tanks, tank is in three weight classes right now anyway. So tank could make that fight easily. And Ryan Garcia will move up eventually anyway. So, yeah. I know a lot of people want to see the Lomachenko rematch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it, but it's known. I'm, I'm not clamoring for it as opposed to a unification fight with Haney. I think that's more important to me, personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Tiafimo. Shout out to George Cambosis. I think it'll be a good fight. I think it'll be a good fight. But hopefully Tiafimo makes a statement he needs to make to let people know that he still is the guy. And um, yeah, we get a Haney fight next, hopefully, fingers crossed. And if, if George wins, he's made himself a name straight away. Straight away, man. That's a big victory for him. Big victory for Australia. So yeah, yeah look forward to that one. Um, cool. Some a lot of boxing news to talk about. A lot of boxing news to talk about um, over the past week since we last recorded. Um, let's unpack all the key news items. Uh, let's start with Canelo, <laughs> our good friend Canelo, because after the victory against Caleb Plant, well, they're talking about what's next for my man. Oh yeah, he's going to stay at one sixty eight. David Benavides is there. Oh, Paterbi of a man, man, one seventy five. He's surely got to go up to there. People were saying Triple G, Trilogy, Charlo, all kinds of names. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm reading news and stuff. Canelo is stated to fight at Cruiserweight, <laughs> to challenge the WBC Cruiserweight champion, um, Mac- is it Makabu? Yeah, Lunga Makabu. Lunga Makabu, the guy Bellu beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, I said, no way. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's funny because we joked about it as well. We, we said, joked oh. about it. Exactly. That's what's jokes about. We said, oh, uh, Canelo Bradis or Canelo. Yeah, we, we said, oh, Bradis, Bradis called this guy out. He might even end up at Cruiserweight, but we were taking a piss. 
Who we, says, what am I being serious? <laughs> we asked, asked you who wins Okole or Canelo. We, we both oh laughed. Oh my gosh. We didn't even take it seriously. We laughed. We said this. I said, I said, shut up, bro. <laughs> Only to find out now that Canelo is actually going to cruise boy. How, brother, this guy is 5'7". <laughs> He's a small middleweight. Oh my. He keeps spinning me every time. He's 5'7". It's nuts what he's doing. Because I'm looking at light heavyweights. Like, I was looking at Weakpaw and, uh, and I was like, Canelo's going up. I was, I was looking, I'm looking at, I was looking at light oh. heavyweights. Oh, okay, he, right. <laughs> Canelo wants to go up. Oh, 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 yeah, he's a cruiserweight. Sorry. Cruiserweight. You, you, you mentioned Weakpaw. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at Weakpaw as a cruiserweight and I was like, Canelo wants to move into this division. These guys are huge. 6'5", Weakpaw is. I was like, Maccabi can, Maccabi can and punch. He, he can bang. He's known as a knockout artist. And you know what the scary thing is, bro? I'm calling it right now. Canelo's <laughs> going to knock this guy out. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Mark it. What's it? It's what? 11.36, 21st of November. I've said it. Canelo is going to knock out Longo Maccabi. I will not be surprised one bit, bro. And it's just going to look mad. The fight itself is going to be mad. What's nuts is we had a we had a headline where you said Canelo is a world class cherry picker. Yeah, and it's nuts it's, to, to call this because it can't be a cherry pick, it, but it is. It's a cherry pick, but it's a world class cherry pick because it's a because you deep you deep it. He's going up two weight classes to fight a cruiserweight. This guy who's a natural one fifty four pounder. So yes, we know why he's obviously he's going to be he's Macabre, He's probably an easy an easy easy. I, I can't even say easy because it's, it's a cruiserweight. It's not easy. It's a cruiserweight. Can we even, can we legit call this a cherry pick? It's, these guys move it to cruiserweight. In theory, in theory, it's cherry pick. We, in no, theory, it's a cherry pick. I'm not uh, because somebody who's gone from one fifty four to cruiserweight. No, in, <laughs> no, in theory, it's a cherry pick because you think if you're going to go to cruiserweight, why aren't you challenging the best in division, which is either people look either Baradis or. Okoli, right? But two, these are the two guys who will be number one, right? Yeah. You're picking Makabu, who I, I guess you can say Makabu and the French brother are probably considered the weakest of the yeah. two. So in that sense, yes, it is a cherry pick because he's targeted Makabu. He's an easy lick. But that's but a champion. At the same time, he's a champion. But at the same time, be a champion it's because <laughs> it's a cruiserweight. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. I, I hear what you're saying, but the term cherry pick is nuts for you. You know what I'm saying? In theory, yeah. it is a cherry pick. Yeah. If he's gonna move nuts. up, it's uh, he's nuts. We we have people moving up the division saying, Yeah, I want I want to feel out the division. This man's moving up and saying, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like this champion. Straight and to the champ. This ain't this ain't oh this ain't like a regular champion. This ain't um Brother. the French yeah, the French dude or the he's he's going with Makabu, who's even at the time where Belly, he was a champ, he's like what he's two-time champion, three-time champion. Fam. And he gave he gave he dropped Belly. Yeah, he had man doing a body poly. I bet that was Bailey's biggest win at the time. He's a he banged, he can bang, he, he can bang hard in the club. He's a dangerous, dangerous puncher. Bailey will tell you that. Even when he fought Bailey, he was known as a knockout. And Bailey was the underdog, a big underdog for that fight. Everyone will say, oh, McCarby had some crazy knockout streak, etc. Boy. <sighs> I and like I said, the <laughs> scary thing is, this guy's going to knock him out. And questions will need to be asked. <laughs> I was saying if, if he moved up to light heavyweight and beat up, beat up guys. Not something to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I, said, I said, yeah. If he does, in fact, they should just ban him. For, for him for recording this fight, they should ban I him. I said, just ban him. You know? He's guilty. 
He said he's going to come in at 180. Mm. That's insane. He said he's going to come in 180 or something. Maybe, did he say 200 pounds or 180? I don't even. I'm not even uh, it's, it's 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 insane, man. It's nuts. Like you, if you want to step up there, go fight a Duradola, maybe. <laughs> or Tommy, like, Tommy you know how like, even even Andre Andre Ward, right? When he moved up from yeah. super mid, no, he moved up from the light. Yeah, uh, when he moved up from super middle to light heavy, he said from the off, Kovalev is a target. Yeah. He's going for Kovalev. But even Andre Ward had two warm up fights at light heavy <laughs> yeah. before he got him. He, he, if he had two, he had what? Um, one was Barrera, I think, and he had another guy. He fought two guys at light heavy to, 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 to get used to it. He said he needed those warm-up fights, and then he went for the big dog. Canelo's gone straight. He's gone straight for the champ. That's insane. I, I yeah, know, man. I, we're, we're here saying, even without people saying, oh, he, he's not going to stay around at Cruiserweight. He's just going to do it, then come. Yeah, he won. He, he, yeah, he won. But we've he said that, we've said, we've said that he's before. chasing legacy, bro. We've said it before that he wouldn't stick around and he stuck around and, and became undisputed. He mm. stuck around and became undisputed at uh, super middleweight. So, boy, yeah. I, I don't even know for this guy. Bradis was calling and maybe he wants to take Makabu and then go for Bradis. Mm. My gosh, now he's, you know what he's going to do now? He's going to hold up the cruiserweight division. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's... Lawrence Okoli even tweeted straight away that like, yeah, he's happy he's in the division and whatnot, but it stopped his goal kind of to unify the division because Canelo, it, yeah, as we, we expect the plan to be, he beats up Makabu and then comes back down or there'll be no plans to be unifying that division for Canelo. I don't think so. If he does, I mean, if he does, I, 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 I don't know what to say, bro. bro you, if, we can't, we can't, you can't, we can't say anything for certain because this guy shouldn't even Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. He shouldn't even be going up and here he is in this division. Like, he can't, he can't. How I mean it's going to hold up is because Bradis won't, won't agree a fight with Okoli when there's a Canelo payday yeah. around the corner. Yes. Well, yeah, potential yeah, yeah, yeah. Canelo payday. He's going to be like, no, nah, I want to hold on to the see how this Macabre fight turns out. Yeah. And then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll see if Canelo's hanging about or not. He's not going to mm. agree a fight with Okoli and potentially lose his belt. He's mm. going to hold that, maybe have a nice little warm-up fight against someone. Yeah. Yeah. Canelo, Canelo's really bullshit. <laughs> Retire, man. You've done, it, you've done it all. We love you. We appreciate you. So this this will be his fifth weight class. So the, from water weight to cruiser weight. Yeah, man. This is, like I said, he's on a legacy tip. This is greatness. We're, we're trying to see. We're seeing this guy achieve greatness, really. Um, hats off to him. But it's nuts, man. There's a limit. Because, there has to be a limit. Well, no, that's because you know what happens when he wins a cruiserweight, you know what they're going to say next. You know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and we've joked about it. Canelo AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Canelo Wilder. I'll happily see that one. Yo, <laughs> I'll try and see something. <laughs> I, I know who my money's on. I'm more, I'd love to see that one. Canelo I know, I know who... Yeah. Hey, it could, it, hey, it's a long night for Deont- Boy, boy, let me not say nothing. Let me, let me, let me not say nothing. Boy. If he can win a cruiserweight, if he wins this fight, I'll call him for it. If you can win a cruiserweight, <laughs> he can win a heavy. Legit, you can. Because we've just seen a cruiserweight become the unified heavyweight champion of the world. So I ain't trying to hit... Nah, boy. If he, if he beats Makabu, and I can't say, say he will... Because but if, if he beats the bricks of Makabu, shit. I'm calling he might for him. Have 
He has to fight Wilder. He might as well. Yeah, he might as well. He has to. He has to. He might as well. He might as well. I'm demanding it. I said, yeah, you have to fight Wilder. My gosh. Yo, imagine if Kinnan becomes a world heavyweight champion. Do you know how insane that is? It's actually dawned on me now that if he wins at Cruiserweight and becomes a Cruiserweight champion, there's no excuse for him to go to heavyweight. It's like yeah, what's it box, called? Box, box, box is nuts. You know Creed. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he fought, his, what when he fought is a uh, uh, um uh, he fought uh what's his name? Oh, Billy. Dolph Lundgren's son. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about Creed too. Yeah, when he fought saying, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Heavyweight. Um, yeah, and hey, the guy. How can I forget his name? Ivan. Ivan Drago's Ivan son. son. Yeah. Cool. And you saw the you saw the difference in size. I thought, wait, what's this? This guy is a monster. And oh, little Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and the last, the last film, the first film, he was at what? Middleweight. And then yeah. the next film, he's at heavyweight. And he's crazy. at heavyweight, yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah, he's crazy. Treating boxing crazy. like it's a movie. Brother, he's treated like a video game, man. We keep saying weight costs last, are there for a reason. And he's just smashing that out of the water. Boy. Oh, they say Andy Ruiz versus Canelo. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I hope Andy's ready for that. This <laughs> is crazy. Look, look at where we're coming. Yeah. Remember, we yeah. said this guy is never going to stick around at 168, and here he is. Uh, man's going to fight Macabre. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I need to see it. I just need to see how that fight plays out, what he looks like. But fam, serious questions might need to be asked, you know, about Canelo, man. Crazy. Yeah, man, serious questions need to be asked, man. It might be more of a Mexican meet. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. Because this, what this guy is doing is is insane. Um, cool. Next news topic. Um, Tyson Fury news. Tyson, mm. no, I said the Dylan White news, which is going to lead to Tyson Fury. Um, yeah, flows. You want to sort of, um, I guess, give listeners a breakdown of what's going on with the Dylan White WBC situation? Because yeah. our boy's been shagged again, isn't it? He's been shagged again. Mm, so. From the sounds of things, obviously, we were all waiting for the WBC to call this mandatory fight, um, give them a certain amount of time to arrange the fight. It was due to be announced the same day they announced Canelo versus Macabre has been accepted. But it turns out that it hasn't been called. And then a white versus Tyson Fury won't be happening under the WBC's <laughs> call because they said... While Dylan White has an ongoing arbitration with the WBC, they won't call for this fight. So we won't be, yeah, this fight won't be forced or called upon for Tyson Fury. Mm. And it already sounds like Tyson Fury has other plans now. Even though they yeah. both said they want to fight each other, but Tyson Fury is already looking at other options. And so yeah, Fury, once again, yeah. White's been shanked by the WBC. <laughs> once again. Um, it, Dylan White needs to he needs to kidnap Mauricio Suleiman <laughs> and torture him or something because it's a joke now um, yeah Fury's come out now and said that you know he wants he wants to go in February or March regardless so he's not going to sit around and wait for White's arbitration to be sorted out because his own arbitration with Wilder took 18 months and I think obviously I was having a discussion with you off air but like I'm, I'm there obviously reading the reports between obviously what the WBC plan is and obviously what Fury's saying and I'm just reading and thinking about Tyson sure you don't have to wait for the arbitration to be done you can just grant this guy a title shot 
there's it's not about Wait, I don't think it's, ordered. <laughs> like it's it, it I don't think it's the arbitration prevents white from fighting. So if you were to say you want to give a what a voluntary defense of your title, you've said beforehand that you want to give Dylan White a chance because he's been done, he's been done dirty in the past. You said before he's been waiting, you know, he's waiting for so long, he deserves a title shot, and you want to give him a title shot. Give him that shot. There's no, you don't need to wait for it to be ordered. You don't have to wait for him to be made mandatory. Why don't you give him the shot as you said you would? That's how I'm reading it personally. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know why he's talking about, oh yeah, ah, oh, I'm not going to wait for Dylan. There's no waiting. Give him that shot. Say to whatever, I want to give him, I want my voluntary defense to be Dylan White. Done. End of. And that's, that's, that's the situation sorted. So... I don't want to say, you know, it sounds like he might be taking the easy way out. Like he doesn't truly want to give White the shot. It doesn't have to be mandatory. It doesn't have to be mandated, surely, for you to want to give him that shot. You've said it before that you want to give him the shot. So give him that shot, man. Simple. That's, that's, that's how I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm confused. Um, I don't know if the WBC not calling the fight means they can't fight because surely they yeah, can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, from what I can read, what I'm reading... It doesn't put, doesn't despair him from mm. from actually fighting. So he, yeah, he, man, he, he could call for it himself. He could the same way um, Canelo requested to fight Makabu. The same way yep. Canelo requested to have his mandatory with Beaudrum early. Exactly. The WBC didn't call it. He was in the yep. mandatory spot. He thought, let me get him out of the way now. Yeah, Tasfu could do the same. Surely, he can yeah, just surely. Like, I want this fight. He wants this fight. Let's get it done and out the way. Yeah, arbitration. All the arbitration is is whether they order it or not. And yeah. you know, if whether it goes to purse bids and all of that stuff, if they kind of agree a deal, it'll go to purse bids. Mm. So they yeah. have a, a limited time to make the fight. Otherwise, the fight gets arranged anyway. Yeah, but they, they could they could get into negotiations now and make the fight happen. They don't need it to mm. be ordered. I'm sure. Maybe we're wrong, but from the sounds of what I was reading and what I'm listening to, you both want the fight, make the fight happen. Yeah. But like, you know, Canelo's, know, Canelo's I... the only one who's moving active clearly like, Canelo's yeah man Canelo's the realest person in boxing he's got impacted I don't know why these other fight, these other fighters need to, like I said it before they need to take they need to follow Canelo's blueprint and how to conduct yourself within the bo- business of boxing and how, how to get these big fights and whatnot because he's doing it right and he's giving the fans what they want to see um, yeah man I, I don't know what the WC's beef with Dylan White is man it's just at this point it's a joke man um yeah, man, I, I don't know what to say on that one because, yeah, man, what, what, what more does White need to do to get a title shot? Um, it's, it's, it's a piss take, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I was really hoping that Fury and White could happen to get out of the way um, whilst, obviously, until, obviously, the AJ Usyk situation sorted out. But boxing, man, it's always... It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's just long. The heavyweight division, anyway, it's definitely, it seems a lot more political than other divisions. It's all political, man. There's only one yeah. guy who's making things happen. Actually, no, that's harsh. That's harsh. But there's only one champion or one iconic figure or face of the sport who's actively going about moving nuts. And even mm. then, people aren't even happy. <laughs> people are still mm. saying, oh, this is, a, this is a duck. This is this and that. None of these guys that you're calling on Canelo to fight can beat Mukabe. Nope, Charlo's <laughs> not beating Makabu. I'm sorry. <laughs> David Benavidez is not going up and beating Makabu. Uh-huh. Not happening. 
not not off the not just jumping up there and fighting him straight away. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, boxing, follow, like you say, follow follow Ke- the Ke- Canelo blueprint. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, fully agree with you, bro. Um, any other news that you felt to touch upon? I thought there was one more bit of news though. I forgot which we touched upon. Canelo, um, being white. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if there's anything else. Well, I feel that's it. I think that's it. Time. Yeah, <laughs> we discussed a lot. We've unpacked it. Like I said, we did say it. it's a lot to unpack this episode. Um, yeah, those I think those are the key main talking points in terms of boxing news. You know, boxing is a sport that keeps on giving. Um, yeah, man, crazy week for boxing, man. Crazy week for boxing with the Crawford victory and all this news has come out. The Canelo news is still spinning, man. I really need to see how that fight plays out. <laughs> Could be something similar to what we saw with Kovalev, you know, because, uh, you know, being beaten, ranged and whatnot, and then suddenly out of nowhere exploding, knocking this guy out. I mean, to be fair, you would say if Tony Bell, you could knock this, stop this guy, Canelo should be able to, but then again, Tony Bell is actually a cruiserweight. So, yeah, Tony, who knows? Tony Bell hits harder than Tyson Fury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allow it. <laughs> actually, they're harder. Oh, man. What G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said if Steve Carnum could put him his I'll, I'll put him out like a light. I said if Steve Carnum put him on his back, I'll put him out like a light. Oh, Tony, they need to do a compilation of Tony Belly talking about his power. We'll put that together. Yeah, because yo, the way this guy talks about his power, you'll think that he was Golovkin in there. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, shout out to Tony. Uh shout out to Kenya, shout out to all these guys, man. It's been a great week of boxing. Look forward to next week. But yeah, man, let's call it a night there. Um, boy, one episode. Episode 65 of the Strap Season, Strap Season Podcast. I've been your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms. Keep rocking with us. Peace. Peace.